I'm laughing because I dog-eared, I closed my notebook where I took notes and I dog-eared the page, but apparently I've dog-eared many pages. <laughs> and I just flipped it open and I'm like, season six, episode 23, shut out in Seattle. And I'm like, wait a second. You're way behind. Um, I, we have so many notebooks full of Disney sh around this house. But right they're, all, they're all a joy though. Um, first of all, did you go to the State Fair of Texas this weekend? I or was that did, we did on Friday. Oh my gosh, I was so like, wistful looking at Tara's Instagram stories. Yeah, it was the first time I've been in a long time and it was the first time Tara had been. Oh um, my gosh, she had never been? Nope, that's <gasps> where we went. What a treat. Oh my gosh. So that was a lot of fun. It was it was, you know, the I think it was before COVID, it was always like we do a lot of stuff in October because it's our anniversary month. It's my birthday mm. month. It's Halloween it's a lot of things we really like to do mm -hmm. so it would always be like oh we, like the state fair would be a afterthought and we'd be mm -hmm. like well we're all of our stuff is already uh filled up so this year I was like we keep talking about maybe we're gonna leave Texas in the next few years we don't know mm -hmm. but we're like okay if that's gonna be on the table I'm like we need to go to the state fair yeah. Like yeah. you have to go once. And now she's like, oh, I'd go every year. She's like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I, granted, obviously I lived in Dallas. And so I went every mm -hmm. year anyway, like I would go with like my office would take us. We got days off from school to go to the fair. We got free tickets to the yeah. fair. Like, so going to the fair every year is very much a, a thing for me. And I was surprised when I moved to DC though, how much I missed going to the fair. Right. Um, it's, I mean, for those of you who aren't, texans or haven't been it's if you are a texan it's worth going to um you know i will say the the one time i went oh man is this gonna be so it was just sitting in the traffic to get into the fair because mm -hmm. the area it's in like considering that that the fairgrounds are like for the state fair mm -hmm. boy they have they don't i mean the streets going into it aren't made for that much oh traffic. yeah no like it, it, it's in a, for those of you who are not Texans or live in Dallas, it's in an area called Fair Park. And like, they struggle with what to do with that land for the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. It's there's no one does anything there. But the one thing they don't do is work on the, the, the through traffic because no. we start getting into the land. And she's like, this traffic is awful. And then I think that's when she started realizing, I think this is going to be bigger than I thought it would be. Cause she's like, I've only ever been to a County fair or anything like mm. that. I'm like, no, it's, it's a big deal. Um, it's, it, 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 you know, we had, uh, I can run you through. So, so the good thing for her was we were really nervous with all of her kind of issues with uh, GERD and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff, which she's going to be able to eat. A lot of their fried stuff is literally just the thing fried. Like, yes. it's not like, and we put all this extra stuff on it. Now, there's plenty of stuff there where they put a whole bunch of other stuff on it. But she had, like, a corn dog and uh, fried cheese curds and something else. Oh, she had a... Uh, tornado taters. Or oh my gosh, those. I've never had one of those. I've always been, I've always oh, been really tempted, there. but I end up finding something else. Not the one on a stick. Like they just did uh, it into a thing, and so it was just, it was oh, basically okay. just chips. But I will say the one wherever we got it, which was not like the place to got to get it. That was the thing. I kept going. Okay, here's the list of the things that like won the state fair food. Like I'm gonna go get in line for that. Like there's one that was like a bayou bowl, and it was like fried shrimp and uh, and Dewey sausage and all this stuff. And I got in line in about um. The 15 to 20-ish minutes I was in line, Laurel, from like me to the screen is how far I moved. Like, yeah. I, I, and I went, no, this this is, can't possibly be worth it. And it wasn't. Like I went to all the places that weren't on there. I had 
chicken fried bacon, which no. I thought I was like, ooh, this is gonna be fried bacon. That's a super fair food. And I was like, it's all right. Um, but I did have fried Frito pie bites, which ooh. is like chili and then the, the fried around it was was Frito like mm-hmm. stuff, uh like coating. Mm-hmm. And I will say as soon as you pick it up it starts falling apart. But in those few seconds you get it and then you dip it in a little bit of sour cream. Ooh, it was good. <laughs> like that, those are yeah, my that, favorite things. I think you've hit the nail on the head of what I think people complain about at the fair, which is like the lines for the really popular food are really long mm-hmm. or the really gimmicky food are really long. I'm like, guys, get that food next year and this year go get some other things. Also, yeah. I appreciate that the fa- that the vendors at the fair never change locations. So like, yes, most people go to the Fletcher's Corny Dogs right by Big Tex. I go to the one over on the Midway that never has okay. a line. Or like, yes, people and will go the, the 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 stand that sells fried butter also sells fried cookie dough, but another stand on the midway also sells fried cookie dough. So I go there for my fried cookie dough. There was one when we came in. We came in through the Pan Am entrance by mm-hmm. all the like agricultural stuff. Yep. There's a big run of stuff, and that's where we got most of our food. And that was where she got like her tater, her her fried. The the, 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 the listeners, what I'm talking about is like they basically it's just like a single spiral cut mm-hmm. potato that's fried. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do it on, I, I, they used to like really make a big deal out of making a show out of it. Now it's just in the back. They're doing it so fast. No one watches it, but it's, they, it's a, they put a potato on like a power drill and just push it into this this Mm -hmm. blade. It's like an enormous spiralizer. Yeah. And it was, (laughs) I thought it was so cool when I saw it, you know, like 30 years ago or the first time I saw it. And those are really good. Um, we kept trying to get, I will say we were kind of like, we should get something sweet and fried, but by the end we didn't do it. The fried cookie dough sounded good. It is, I, I was, I've had it probably half a dozen times. It is so good. Um, there is, there is one thing, there's one thing I will recommend. If Are, are you planning on going this year? I, I won't be able to, no. Also, so here's the thing, I, I hate going on weekends. Like yeah. now, ever since I moved out of Dallas, I've been relegated to going on weekends and I hate it because I was so spoiled. I would go after work mm. sometimes in Dallas when it was like after yeah. five, it'll be $3 to get in. And Well, that's what Tara said. She's like, if we lived up here, like we'd get a, a season pass because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it'd be like, let's go grab like two things and come back. That's exactly, know. exactly what I would do. And I would take the light rail from my office. Like I, I had it down. See, also, that's what I would say is take the light rail, don't drive. But yeah, um, but what the heck was it? Oh. So you look at the list of like like there's like you get the guide and there's the first page where there's like ten to twelve items that are like the 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 finalists or semifinalists of the best fair food and then on the second page is like really the new stuff that's like all up there like that that's cool and everything mm-hmm. but on the first page on the things it's like you know fried BLT and all those super fried stuff and then it's like a blueberry lemonade and we're looking at it like. Is it, you know, it felt like that scene from Pulp Fiction. Like, is there bourbon in it? Like, what is the, <laughs> what is the story with this? And she was like, well, I can't, you know, she can't eat a lot of stuff. So we saw it and she's like, I'm going to go get one. Laurel, it was the best blueberry lemonade I've ever had in my life. I have to and say, was- I don't think I've ever had blueberry lemonade. Not against it. Um, it sounds like it would be very tart. I mean, yeah, I like tart stuff, so okay. it didn't it didn't seem too tart. I say it was pretty sugary. Yeah. Um, but the only thing that really sucks about it is it's got like tons of blueberries in it and like blueberries on the stuff. So you're sitting there drinking it from a straw and it goes and like you're like, dang it, and you like shake the blueberry off. Oh my god, it's like, like bubble. I just want to drink this. But there's another place there that does watermelon lemonade, and that was a place that actually did the like hour long that's the thing is I so I'm waiting to get that bayou bowl. I wait like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm out. I barely moved. I go and I sit down where Tara has found a scene is hanging out, which is by like a music area. And there's this this musician 
Jade Nicole, who was like country, but she was doing covers. And I, when I started hearing, I'm like, that's Coldplay. She's playing a Coldplay cover. And I went and sat over and she played like a, a Sublime cover. She was doing like real kind of just uh, acoustic guitar covers with like one guy playing some kind of the solos. It was, she was wonderful. Anyway, if Jade Nicole, N-I-C-K-O-L, I immediately like followed her on stuff. She was really cool. I'd, I would see her if she came through Austin. Anyway, um, we're sitting there. A guy comes and sits down next to us with like, something like the bible he's like over an hour but i got it and i was like you waited in line over an hour for like like fancied up mac and cheese which is what like they were else they were selling there but the thing i will say if you go and you find that place and you want to wait in line for the bowl fine but on the left there's a drink only line that no one seems to notice where you just walk up and they've got like four different types of lemonade Uh one of them was watermelon lemonade which was really good um, wow. And you just go right up to the front, and it looks like there's a bunch of people there because they're all waiting for their bowls. Oh yeah, but you can just go, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and they just go, hey, what do you want? And you're like, I'll have a lemonade, and they give it right to you. So weirdly, at the fair, I had a lot of lemonade. Uh, so it's funny that you that you talk about that drinks only line. I m- availed myself of some of those lines at ACL last week. Like the ACL eats lines were usually fairly long, but there would be someone some sections where it was like, oh, if you were only here for this, get in this line. And I'd be yeah. like, yes. So you went to ACL. I did. I went last week. I was. Uh, I was did the whole weekend, full weekend pass. Um, did you see pink flying around and all that, or was that was that this uh, weekend or was that last weekend? No, it was last weekend. Okay, I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed because I left before then. I stayed for right. a, uh, an hour of her set. It was an hour and a half long. I stayed for an hour of her set, and she started playing like six or seven covers, and I was like. Thanks, Pink. I'm really not here to hear these other songs, though. I'm here for you. Have a rich catalog, so I'm here yeah. for that. And I. So I left at 9.30, and apparently it was during her last two songs that she flew over the audience. And I was like, well. Like, literally doing flips in the mm-hmm. air as she's going, and singing. That was the part, is because, like, I'm watching this video, and I'm like, is that her singing? Because, like, every once in a while, like, I feel like if you flipped me in the air and asked me to sing a song, it would sound a little something like this. <laughs> the whole time. But, like, she was just, like, singing, and not, like, every once in a while it sounded like she was kind of, like, running a little out of breath yeah but to the point where i was like is she singing or is she lip singing and i'm like it was just enough that i go oh no that's her this isn't recorded yeah and she, good lord she's doing great and she's just flipping and going up over the audience and i was like what well, the it's heck funny, pink the, the friends i i was going with some friends of mine live over in the zilker neighborhood and so i park in their driveway and mm. Uh, you know, kind of hitch my wagon to them. Um, and we, uh, on, on, you know, I, I think I had just, I'd seen them when I'd gotten back Saturday night and I, um, and I was just like, oh yeah, no, I was like, she was great. She was playing a bunch of covers. I left. And then the next morning they were like, Laurel, you really buried the lead on pink. You didn't tell us about the acrobatics. And I was like, yeah. the, the what now? <laughs> well, this isn't the same thing, but okay. So did you hear what happened at the state fair the day we were there this Friday? No. There was an active shooter. <gasps> But it turned out it was just a bunch of teenagers yelling active shooter, active shooter or whatever, or yelling that there was a shooter and causing like a stampede. So like here's what happened to us is we went, okay, we're going to go. We're going to leave, take care of lady and come back for the evening. And we ended up around like the plan was to stay for like four hours, go do that and come back. And then we go, okay, we'll just stay a little later. We'll stay late. Lady will be fine. And then, like, 4 o'clock, we finally got out of there. And we looked at each other and we're like, we're not going back. Like, we are exhausted. We got there at, like, 10. So Yeah, like, no, we, yeah. It's yeah, it's a tired. It's a lot of walking. And Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been getting up early in the morning and doing, doing walks and stuff. And, like, I was I, – I remember we got to the hotel the night before because we went on a Friday, took a day off work. 
And I was like, oh, I'll get up and I'll do some, you know, walk before we go. And then I'm like, I'm going to be walking all day. Like, this doesn't really make sense to you and maybe some other people. But, like, considering I was eating fair food, I did not have to use a lot of insulin because I was just walking yeah. the whole time. Like, everything was being taken care of. Um, um, but we got we got home and then it's like we're laying in the bed. Ta- we take care of lady. We're kind of watching, you know, the things you watch in a hotel, <laughs> like Law and Order mm-hmm. and, and HGTV and Magnolia yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, Tara's like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to sleep. She goes to sleep. I read a little bit and then I start to go to sleep. And around, you know, I'm starting to go to sleep and it's like just then 10. Mm -hmm. And we get a call from my brother-in-law. And my brother-in-law doesn't call me directly, rarely at all. Mm -hmm. And I pick up I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, we just want to make sure you guys are okay. And I'm like, yeah, why? Because we were supposed to go see them that night. I'm like, yeah, we'll drive by and say hi. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, we're exhausted. We'll come by tomorrow. Maybe like we're going to bed. And he was like, yeah, I just want to make sure you didn't go back to the fair because my nephew had heard about that and was really nervous and was like, can you call Tara and Ryan make sure they're okay? Which that was really nice of him. But I was like, no. And I was looking and it was at that time it was they thought it was still an active shooter. And it's funny because there's been a few people I've talked to. I'm like, yeah, there was an active shooter at the fair. And people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, like shocked. But then as soon as I go. And it was a, it was actually a teenager saying, you know, causing a, a hoax, and people go, "Oh my god!" And they get like more surprised by the hoax, which like, not more surprised, but I feel like I say there's an active shooter. People are like, obviously, like that's bad, but they're mostly just like, "This has got to stop." I but was I more say, surprised like, that I hadn't heard about an active shooter right. at the fair. Right, 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 right. But just when I say it's a hoax, everyone's like, "They need to take those kids." They get like really down on the kids, which. Well, they should, but yeah. also like, <laughs> it's I mean, bad. I think inciting a inciting a riot or something is there. There is a there is a penalty. There is a felony you you commit where you. Oh, do, I like, hope they catch it. Like, yeah. like like yelling fire in a theater or something. There's yeah, a exactly because people got hurt. People yeah. got hurt. Like there were videos of like people like hiding on the carousel and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, Tara and I were thinking like, you know, even thinking about now that it's still in there, but like. Even if, you know, think if we'd been there and it'd been, you know, the situation of, oh, thank God it wasn't an active shooter. It's still like we were wondering, like, did people decide not to go the next day? Like, yeah, the state fair was it felt like was pushing out a lot of stuff hard. It's like it's a great day today at the state fair, you know, yeah. like, and trying to be on on Saturday being like, come on out. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's I it's crazy. I, I, I will say, like, <laughs> the only uh, run in in quotes we had with youths. We went on one ride and it was a haunted house. And we we're like, we'll go on this little haunted house ride. And we start to go and there's three teens in front of us. Um, all of them like are taller, like taller than me. It was like one one girl who should be on the girls' basketball team and two boys who needed to be on the boys' basketball team. They were gigantic, but they're sitting there all kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden, the girl goes, "Okay, well, I'll see you guys later." Um, I've been on this. It's really scary. And like walks off and I go, it's really scary. Like I kind of start looking around because like I feel like fair haunted houses can go either way where it's like either the lamest thing ever or like they don't care about safety. So that's kind of what makes it scary. And like the two boys look at her. She walks off and they're like they look at each other. And they were sitting there, and all of a sudden, you hear just like from the haunted house something go like, like this big unholy scream. And the one guy goes, "No, uh. no." And then I look at him, and I go, "Did your friend just say it was really scary?" And he goes, "Yeah." And we're like, "I'm like, oh god." 
And t- they're they're both like Tara's laughing at all three of us because it's like two again members of some sort of Texas <laughs> high school sports team and me all going. Oh, I don't know if I want to go on this ride. Oh and God. then this kid, as we're getting on, it comes out and he is bawling and like reaching for like the attendant and being like, oh, and the guy's like. Hey, like the guy, you know, wants to like, is like, hey, we'll find your parents, but I can't like hug you and you got to yeah. keep your arms in while we're, you're getting, you know, whatever. And we go in and I will say it wasn't scary, except there's just one part where like a light comes on and a ca- truck horn goes off, but it's like right in your ear. So you're like, oh, what was it? Like, it's a jump scare. Yeah. But I, I, I was anxious the whole time. <laughs> I would Otherwise love it if all like, of these were plants <laughs> to just make you really like jumpy. <laughs> I think she did it to her friends to make them nervous because i'm either like you're because like i mean it was bad like things would like light up and then like a a werewolf would jiggle like as it's going by us so you'd have to like know it was there and look Mm -hmm. like there's no way she thought that was scary like i think she was setting us all up and it was but it was great (laughs) because otherwise like like, like, i hate jump scares i like at, at some point, it's like my body is like run out of like cortisol and adrenaline to like pump through right. jump scares. So I'm, and I don't think, but I'm, I'm I'm saying I don't think any of those jump scares would have been anywhere close to scary, unless the whole time you're going, oh god, that girl said this yeah. <laughs> was scary. Like I I got out of there and I'm like that was a horrible experience. It wasn't scary at all. It was only scary because I was like on edge the whole time waiting for something scary to happen. Have I told the story on here of? The haunted house, uh, like I went to Screams on a SIGAP date dash my senior year. No. Okay. So it's 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 not a very remarkable story, except that because so Screams is like set up in Waxahachie, and, and in the spring mm. it's a Ren Fair, and in the fall it's a haunted house thing, and and it's like they have like twelve haunted houses or something, and we were and this one was more this particular one was more of a fun house, and it was we were on walking across a like I'm using air quotes bridge, um, in this mm-hmm. house, and the bridge was like you know shifting back and forth and everything, and I end up falling, just tripping and falling, <laughs> and it I mean. Nothing makes a haunted house not scary, like falling, because suddenly they're like blowing a whistle. All the lights yeah, come yeah. on. An attendant <laughs> is like running, like literally, I am fine. I've just tripped. Like I am like I have not hit my head. I'm I'm already up. And they're like, ma'am, ma'am. And they're like wearing like, you know, big yellow vests and stuff and like escort me out. Yeah, I yeah. I So let me I tell you, when like they turn that's... the lights on, it's really it loses a lot of the <laughs> mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will find and post it in the group a time that back when um, when people still liked Ellen DeGeneres um, on her show, she sent like her assistant yeah. and one of their interns through a haunted house and they filmed it. And it was it's just it's really funny. I think um, she did that every year. What happened? Like, is what's the word on her? Are we all just not watching? Like, oh, well, her show's not on anymore. It's it ended. Did it, did it end because of this or did it, uh, did it end been, and then this all this, came out? So we'll, we'll back up a little bit for people. There started to be come out some like lawsuits and complaints about the treatment of the staff on her show. Um, mm-hmm. Like people never being granted vacation time, people just re- really like toxic and harassing working conditions, um, c- kind of along the lines of like, uh, like, like sounded like a toxic workplace and people were just being like worked to death. And it very much went against Ellen's whole, like she's the nice host and her out- outward persona. Um, and I think that two of the people who helped start her show resigned and, and she did come out and say like, you know, I was not aware of like the vast majority of these complaints, but at the end of the day, the buck stops with me and that sort of thing. But I think that kind of, she wasn't really ever able to come back and like rescue her image. 
um, from that a little bit. And also she had been planning to end her show. I want to say that when she had last renewed her contract in the late teens, it was kind of like a, this is the last time I'm going to renew it. And it was a renewal for like three or four years or whatever. And I think it was kind of open-ended, like not past five years, but you can kind of leave whenever you want. And so she mm-hmm. just decided to, I mean, she made like, she made a decision like a year in advance to leave. So it's not like she just suddenly quit, but. Yeah. Plus, I mean, she made a bazillion dollars off that show. So yes, she's, she's, just fine, She's doing fine. just fine financially. Everyone's so. fine, guys. Yeah, I know. Everyone um, was worried. But should we talk about Fraser? I do have a hard stop at like 5.30, so. Cool. Hello, Seattle. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We talk about Fraser. We talk about haunted houses. I could talk about spooky season all day. But today we are going to spend a little more time on Fraser. I was going to say you're welcome for that hard stop, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I love I love Halloween stuff. But today we're talking about, uh, I don't have a season, well, I guess season 10, episode 8. Uh, episode three. Episode three, eight. Where did I get eight? Proxy, oh, I'm looking at October eight. Proxy Prexy. What does that mean? Well, so proxy. What's Prexy mean? I don't know what Prexy means in this case. I mean, the only <laughs> the only thing I could think was that it's a, like a, a nickname for president. But maybe. But you know, After proxy s- is like a you know kind of like kind of like a substitute or somebody standing right. in for someone. Uh, after several f- several failed runs for condo board president. Frazier nominates his more popular father as a figurehead. However, Martin becomes increasingly independent of Frazier's control. Uh, my first note is Frazier running for condo board is a very Frazier plot. Yes. And we've seen, I think we've seen this happen before, but also can we talk about how many times can they go to the well of Frazier running for things like Corkmaster and not getting it? <laughs> well, I liked, I wrote, I, I actually really liked this one. I liked, I also liked the idea of what he was doing. If I, I think I wrote, if I knew this wasn't doomed for to failure. Yes, yes. Like this is a really good way to get it, and I thought Fraser was doing good. I think that was the point of the episode at the end was that Fraser was actually would have made a really good condo board yes. if everyone didn't hate him. Yes. And there were some funny jokes, like when he set up the whole thing, and it be- came down to him and Martin, and Mar- it was like fifteen to two, and Fraser's like, oh, I got two votes. I know. <laughs> Which I think means he didn't vote for himself in that case. Oh, like, I, I feel like it meant he voted for himself. And that means like one other person. But I guess you're right. He probably did vote for Martin. Yeah, it's because he won. Yeah. But I thought, you know, that's essentially it boils down to what I just said. Nobody likes Frazier. Frazier decides Martin would be will be more popular. And so uh, gets him in there. And then Martin, like, you know, the whole deal is it's uh, Martin wants wider parking spaces. That's mm-hmm. his big idea. And Fraser's like, well, we'll do that, but you have to do my ideas first. And when Fraser starts being very like controlling, Martin just takes over and goes, "We'll just some get some guy with a paint in here and paint new whatever new parking spaces," and then it becomes like an actual issue. And Fraser has solutions. And so it's funny because when Martin's like, "I want wider parking spaces," I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is such a big upheaval. They are going to have to like strip and repaint the entire garage. It's going to take a long time. <laughs> They're going to lose spaces." And then when all of that came home to roost at the end, I was like. <laughs> I liked, but I did like Frazier's like, you know, we were bringing in someone in here to, to tear out the old boiler room. We're going to, mm-hmm. we've talked to the next door. We're going to use their parking in, in the meantime. Like it, it showed how good Frazier was at this. You know, yes. like sometimes it's just, we watch episodes where it's like Frazier's a boob and like this one, he was or he's like, just like very power effective. Hungry. And that's the thing. Yeah. So his execution is poor, but he actually like yes. gets stuff done. So which I thought was really fun. I did like all of his like 
if I touch my nose, it means don't do that. And you'll remember it because N-O is the first two letters of nose. Yes. (laughs) Then, like, Martin starts trying to, like, admit that Fraser's the one who's had all the good ideas to help Fraser. And Fraser just goes, um, um, and starts, patting his nose. Um, I enjoy when Daphne compared this to Woodrow Wilson and then having a stroke and his wife basically serving as the president and they're like, dad would be conscious, presumably. Did you know that? Did you like, yes, I did. I, we like Woodrow Wilson, I don't think has an official, um, presidential library, but he does have like an unofficial museum. And we saw it when we were moving from DC to Austin and I found that out. I found that fascinating. It's like the first woman president was pretty much Woodrow yeah. Wilson's wife. It's become like months. the you know this whole. So she was his second wife, and he married her during yes. his presidency. His first wife died while he was in office, and he met and married Edith. So this is all chronicled in um, Dead Wake, which I've recommended before on here, the Eric Larson book about the sinking of the Lusitania. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he'd already been a little bit of an ineffectual president because he was very grief stricken at first. And then he married Edith and then he had a stroke and she kind of ran things. And it's one of these things of like, Hey, this would never happen today. Cause so many people have access to the president that like, you know, it would not be, they would not just be like, Oh, his wife said this. Okay. And also like no one elected her, you know, like yeah, the exactly. vice president should have been stepping in. She wasn't elected. We don't know what her qualifications were. So not, not against uh, somebody's wife running the show, but just like, who is Edith? Woodrow Wilson also, if I if I remember correctly, the president who uh, did a viewing of Birth of a Nation in the White House and said, oh, yeah, yeah. what a great movie. <laughs> that, that Ku Klux Klan it, sure is a great organization. Definitely come out that he was a fairly big racist and has put, put laws into effect that harmed communities of color for that ramifications for decades yes um i think it's princeton Not, that has removed his name from their school of government if they haven't they had a lot of students requesting that they do so right um, um so the woodrow wilson thing is also i don't even want to call this the b plot because it was the c plot uh because the the b plot ended up being like this other thing but like the C plot was Daphne was looking at history for her citizenship exam, her citizenship. And that kind of, I was like, Oh, that'll be an interesting B plot. No, what becomes the B plot <laughs> is something I thought was really funny. But again, now that I'm remembering that there was this history part in there, it is kind of like, where did this come from? So uh, Niles and Daphne get massages correct mm-hmm. and they're back at their apartment and they're talking about what do they want to do and he's like oh let's let's get something you know, a little snack oh we'll have a salad how about a fruit salad a melange mm-hmm. he goes okay i'll go make it and and niles walks out and he's in his 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 robe roz comes over to say like a a date that daphne set him up on or helped him with uh, daphne, helped her with daphne lent her a purse that was her good luck on a first date purse that's so roz was coming to drop it back off because yeah for some reason when she said good luck purse i was like for some reason i thought it was like a little black book and i was like why is this guy and at first, i don't know why i thought that but then i eventually got it so in my head it was like daphne set a set roz up with this guy doesn't matter daphne starts kind of massaging roz's neck I'm like, where is this going? And then Niles comes in, and this little like three or four lines here, it was kind of fun, and I want to jump into it because it is. Niles comes, in, he's like, "Oh, hey, Roz, how's it going?" Like, and it's gone from like them having that relationship of needling like, each other all the time, needling each other to, 
oh hey you know like it felt like it was kind of a, a nice quiet moment for Daphne and Niles but he wasn't like oh you're ruining this moment he walks like oh hey like they're all really good friends like well, it's it just them all being so like hey how's it going oh great it's good to see you like remember really when nice I bumped on the fact that Raw or Daphne asked Roz to be a bridesmaid at her and Niles's wedding and I was like mm-hmm. Roz has gone from being like one of Niles's antagonists to now being in his wedding <laughs> yeah but also like not even like ugh. like it's not like Daphne and Roz are friends and it like makes Niles insane. It's like, you know, the 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 friends that Tara has that are clearly like Tara's friends, but like I'm also friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like like they have a very good relationship. Like oh hey, like it, yeah. it's just so funny that I, I like that. And then this next thing happens that I'm wondering what you think about this because, like I said. I found it surprisingly funny and the way they handled it like weirdly progressive <laughs> but also ridiculous. What did you think about this whole scene? Oh, just, are, are we are we going to set up what it is just in case Well, so he comes in and goes, "Oh, were you interested in having and uh, joining uh Daphne and I in a, man, a melange?" Yes, and, and, and like, Ross immediately gets like this odd look on her face and it's like what a what now and, 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 and Daphne's like, "Oh, you'll love it. Niles is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> so did you know I mean, at they're this both point, in robes did you yes. know at this point what Roz was confused I about I mean yes because okay. I it was a very the, the, the back rub scene in a 2002 like comedy I'm like where is this going like is this going to be some weird misunderstanding when because mm-hmm. it felt like a weirdly intimate situation that Roz was jumping in on which is I guess kind of what this was leaning to because like I said they're both in like massage robes mm-hmm. and all this stuff in, in the house and they're like talking about this, and and dad and, and Roz says, "I mean, like she doesn't say no, like yeah. she's just kind of like, which makes sense because I think she was like in a vulnerable state. She was talking about how it'd been a while since she'd like had a successful date, and then also like these are my friends. Like I can't just be like, no, what's wrong with you, and weird, disgusting people? Can, like, can you I know. say I've never identified with Ross more than I did in that situation when she's like, oh, and he hands her the me- you know, the melon and she's yes. like, melange. <laughs> and then when they're like, well, you didn't say no. And she's like, yes. that's because I was trying to figure out how to say no because I was so surprised. I was like, that was 100% of my reaction. Because yeah, you don't want to automatically be like, no. And, well, I do like that none of them were like, Ew, gross! Like to any of you know the fact that it would be a thruple, that it would be like friends, like sharing a. It was just them like giving her crap about it and being like, "Oh, she didn't say no." Oh, Roz is into us, like mm-hmm. just needling her, but not being like, "Oh my!" It wasn't all of them like standing up and going like, oh, oh, you know, or doing yes, anything like yes. that. Yes, I thought it they handled it very like maturely and like a little like, "Oh, wasn't it, wasn't this misunderstanding funny?" Yes, but it was. It, I will say it was immaturely in that they were like. Roz has a crush on us, which is a weird thing for a, a threesome joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, I, I, I know, but was... perhaps this this smacked of perhaps a writer's room that was not super, super comfortable writing this type of, like, mm. joke. And also, yeah. I feel like that's how Niles and Daphne would act a little bit, you know? I, I guess. I don't know. I, I liked it. Like, I li- I thought it was really fun. And I also liked the, the, the uh, conclusion of it, which is, they're still making fun of her about it two weeks later. They're at that Cafe Navarosa, and she starts going, I told you, I didn't want to have a threesome with you. I don't want to have a threesome with you now. I will never want to have a threesome with you. Stop asking me. And I love, like, the whole 
Cafe Nervosa looking at him like, I was like, good. I'm glad they kind of got their comeuppance on it. And then the guest star of the, the, the amazing actor who was the weird dude who's like, hey, I heard, I heard you. I heard everything that went on. And it's like this overweight guy, but he's like dressed very, I guess I could say confidently. He, like it's the perfect guy who has threesomes <laughs> like who goes uh, was it it was non non-conventional non-conventional sexual practices is that what he called it yes, or, something? or something he's like we need like we need every second saturday at the hyatt or something and, and he had a card <laughs> yes and he had like his shirt way unbuttoned and like he was so perfectly cast and wardrobed and 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 hairstyled like i was like i know exactly who this character is yes like, and yeah i so First of all, I, I love them getting their comeuppance. If I were Roz and they had been making jokes about this for two weeks, I would have been like, guys, like I, I would, I would, I would have stopped trying to associate with them because right, I just because right. it's a joke at my expense, and I right. can laugh along for a little bit. But I would also be like, get some new material. Exactly. No. 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 I've. I would have blown I've up a lot sooner like than that. her, or I would have. They would have just been like, "Why don't we see Roz anymore?" <laughs> I, I did love, but I, I love the, like everyone in the background turning to look at her. She's like, "I will not have a threesome with you." It was just such a weird B plot that overtook. Like, I, I think there were some funny jokes when they were having the like, "What's the best of a war?" Uh huh. But it would like it, to me, it felt like the threesome plot was one they had. They didn't know exactly where to put it, but it felt like a solid like build up and pay off mm -hmm. and then the like i'm shocked that daphne going for her citizenship wasn't a more fleshed out plot line, i right? agree and the only other time you hear about it is when she's talking about denials about the american civil war and he disagrees that the english civil war is more interesting he mentions king charles the first and i was like oh and now we have a king charles the third so Oh, yeah. how, how history marches on. But I did pull up, and I'll happily drop this in the Facebook group. I pulled up the 100 questions that are likely to appear on the U.S. citizenship. Because, you know, we hear often mm. that we, U.S. citizens, would probably not pass it because it does get pretty granular and nitty-gritty. So just name a number between 1 and 100, and I'll tell you what the question is. Oh, sure. Um, 52. 52. Okay. What do we show show what do we show loyalty to when we say the pledge of allegiance? The flag. That is one of the answers. The flag or the United States. I assume they would take both of those. Let me let me try another one. That'll feel pretty easy. Give me 33. Okay, well this is easy as well. Who signs bills to become laws? The president? Yes. So name name some name name name. name 45. Them. Okay, Speaking well, of great presidents. Why, why, why are you naming all the easy ones? What are the two major political parties in the United States? Find a hard one and give it to <laughs> Okay. Um, some of them are just kind of um, like long. Like you, um, like they, they just have several parts. Uh, 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 uh. Um, name three. Well, no, no, actually, you'll, you'll get that. I was going to say name three of the original 13 states, but you'll, you'll get that. Um, oh, name. Okay. The Federalist Papers supported the passage of the U.S. Constitution. Name one of the writers. Hamilton, right? Yes. I would also accept James Madison or John Jay. Yeah, um, I think I know that from Hamilton. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's see. Oh, he was president during World War One. We just talked about him. Um, 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 um. 
See, see I, I wouldn't have gotten that. I forgot. That I wouldn't know. I would. Uh, I because I, I know about Woodrow Wilson, but like for some reason, the time period where he oh, falls. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Um, also, America in World War One is a little off for me. I think more about Britain in it because it was such a a, a much more major ordeal for them. I believe. Um. Okay. I'm sorry. Just pick another number, and I'll, I'll find one around 98. there. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Okay. I'll find one around there. That seems kind of hard. Um, uh, name one of the two longest rivers in the U.S. The Mississippi. Yes. The other one is the Missouri, which mm. I didn't know. Um, name one American Indian tribe in the U.S. Iroquois. Yes, that's correct. There's a very long list. Not a very long list, but I would say maybe like 15. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know some of these. Um, uh, before he was president, Eisenhower was a general. What war was he in? World War II, right? Yes. Look at you, just on your way. Uh, I know some history. I've you, read a few you, books. you know, oh, when was the Constitution written? We need a year. Seventeen eighty something, eighty two. Seventeen eighty seven. Okay, so I'm, a, I'm. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, we let's let's go ahead and rate this one. Yes, I like uh, guys, guys, I'll, I'll put this in the. I'll, I'll put. You this. can tune into our next uh, podcast, social studies <laughs> with. Ryan and Laurel. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, do, you, do you want to rate it first? Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I rated it seven, which is feels a little high because we didn't talk too much about it, but I really liked it. I'm also yeah. trying to do the thing you said where as soon as I'm done, I rate it instead of thinking about when we're talking. Mm. I wrote it seven out of ten open-chested shirts mm. <laughs> because that guy's shirt made me laugh so much. I too rate it seven out of 10 wide parking spaces. Um, Cause I, I, I thought it was a solid episode. I enjoyed it more than I thought. I enjoyed the Martin being president premise more than I thought I would. Um, the execution and, was really good. Yes. And while Daphne and Niles teasing Ross for two weeks really annoyed me, their comeuppance was chef's kiss. So, mm-hmm. um, and also I did enjoy one of my LOLs was uh, when Roz is like, oh my gosh, I thought you said menage. And Niall says, so the fruits do mix, mix a little promiscuously. <laughs> so now I'm just going to like, anytime someone's like mixing a fruit salad, I'm going to be like, make sure they're mixed promiscuously. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have a, uh, I have a couple LOLs. Um, I, I, the, the, the puppet thinks he's a real boy. Yes. Really made me laugh. Yes. Which is when, when they were talking about the, uh, uh, Martin. I loved when they made a cake with Martin's face on it and they asked Fraser to cut it and he slit its throat. I also wrote down that I thought that that was was, really dark. I thought also wrote down I thought that was a very impressive cake design. Like that was a really good printing of like a photo of Martin and icing. And I was like, 2002, look at you. Right. The next one is season 10, episode four, Kissing Cousin. Roz's pushy and opinionated young cousin visits her in town, managing to alienate everybody except Kenny. Now, when I read that the first time, I was like, Kenny, like, what does Kenny have to do with this? Kenny has a nice little arc in this one. I was really surprised by how, at the end, endearing I found this episode right? in some ways. Like, it was a okay episode, and I really wasn't into it. And then the end, like, bumped it up to good. I yeah. Uh, so Roz's cousin, Jen, played by, did you recognize who this was before you yeah, saw the Zoe, cr- Okay, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. Yeah. She's very, a very elf era Zoe Deschanel, like blonde hair yeah, and everything. Yeah, it's the year before elf, so she's probably filming elf while this is going on. Um, I like her with that blonde hair. I've seen pictures where they're like, you'd never recognize Zoe Deschanel without her bangs. And I'm like, I don't know. She looks, like here I think she looks pretty good. I've seen other pictures of her without bangs where I'm like, I don't, I, this, I don't like this. But oh, okay. I liked her hair in this. Yeah, I was, uh, uh, yeah. 
I found her incredibly annoying in this, which is kind of the point, but also not fun annoying. Yes, it got to the point where every time somebody would say something and it, the camera panned to her, I'm like, it, it was a little bit like Debbie Downer, where you're just like, you know, she's going to say something that's going to be super negative. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, this is good. something that I, str- that I, I, I try to, I, I don't think I'm like this, but when I go to a city, when she's like, oh, London's kind of a drag and all these things. And I, I know what it's like when you're like, oh, I went to the city and it was a lot more touristy than I was expecting. And but you don't have to like rag on it, you know? That's not what she was getting at, though. I think they were really pushing the idea that she was she had a very limited perspective because she was so young. Yes, that and what she's looking for in a city is not what most people are looking for. Like she's looking for a city that's cool and under the radar that she can go to warehouse parties and wrestling parties and stuff, which oh, <laughs> I which, bumped on that. Yeah, I was gonna say, Ryan, is this where you need to have a little wrestling aside, or do you need me to go get water hey, and get do it? You, while do I, you want to uh, do you want to go see some backyard wrestling tonight? Ryan, yes. <laughs> um, so she, and, and, and I was also a little surprised at Roz. I'm surprised that Roz didn't have more confidence in the stage of life that she's in right now. Um, well, yeah, I think that was the point of this episode was to establish some. Of yes, I guess I was surprised it had to be established that Roz had to mm-hmm. still be like, no, I'm happy to go out. Yeah, let's go out. I thought maybe you needed a night in. I was like, there's still a lot of candy left in this pinata. Yeah. Oh, my God. Loved really that cool. line. Loved that line. But perhaps because when Roz said her age, I was like, oh, Roz, my, aren't we close in age? Did I? Did you see the thing I posted on Facebook where I discovered that the guy who played the emperor in Return of the Jedi the like epitome of an old decrepit old man was 39 when he played the emperor i'm like i am 40 this is awful <laughs> well, but but that's called makeup and prosthetics i know but even then he still i don't think that looks too much like i mean it looks like makeup but it looks like they made up an old man to look evil not like they made a 39 year old to look like an old man you know what some people have a. Uh sun damage some people just didn't wear their SPF. some people smoked i mean I so just... my 15 year reunion at smu was next weekend i am not going but uh i have a few friends K- casey wife of kyle friend of the pod is going um and i'm like let me know how we've aged compared to some of our classmates because i remember at my tenure there were some people where i was like whoa we're the same age i just i yeah I, don't age well. I, I was a little not shocked but i was like oh she's 38 here um i which I guess means she was 28 when she started, so when the show started. Which also doesn't seem. Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, it just randomly, it put up the little exclamation point. It was like, your mic isn't working. And I was like, well, Weird. what's what's wrong? Anyway. A um, uh, little bit of tech difficulty there, Craniac. We're back. Um, I, don't think Ra- I don't think Ross was in her late 20s when the show started, but sure, why not? I yeah. also don't think it's 10 years that have passed like in the show. Well, in is she are we to expect that Roz is actually that that Perry Gilpin is thirty eight when she's saying I'm thirty eight? No, I think the character of Roz is thirty eight, but I think the character of Roz was in her thirties when the show started. Okay, I don't know. It's not a hill I'm gonna die on. Um, <laughs> uh, how excited were you about the uh, caller at the end there? Did you figure out who that was? Uh, I did not recognize his voice because he you really don't hear a ton of him, but. How thrilled was I when I saw his name in the credits? Very thrilled. My TV husband, Bradley Whitford. Yes, I was. I figured out it was. I was like, I went, 
oh, a call. When he started talking about a caller, I immediately started pulling up IMDb. But as soon as he started calling, I go, I know who this is. And I was really excited. Yes. Um, gosh, jo- guys, Josh Lyman on The West Wing. Just no notes. Love him. Um, she I was like 41 the- when this scene was, when this was going Perry on. Perry Gilpin so. was. Yes, she actually might have been forty when she was doing it, but still, I, I believe that. Um, um, Fraser says, and you've got you were. Oh, so wait, say something again. Fraser said that he is no stranger to yeah, the disco. Te- My mic I is. I can't hear work? you. You were you were really crackly when you came on. She has disappeared. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get enough time to bring in. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you, but you're super crackly, which Gosh. is fine. Okay. Oh, and you're gone again. Okay. Are you back? That time, at least, it said that my microphone turned off. I don't know what's happening. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, when Fraser says, I'm no stranger to the discotheque, I, <laughs> I was like, you know who says that? People who haven't been to a, the club in a long time. Yeah, exactly. Can, can I, have I shared um, what happened with me and Leah in Barcelona this summer? Oh, God, that sounded very pretentious, but. <laughs> that's the, the, the laurelist line. Yes. <laughs> that so, was a- you know, Barcelona has... Me and Leah, Barcelona. Isn't that... A, it's like Vicky, Vicky something oh, Barcelona. Vicky Christina, Barcelona, yes. Laura, yeah. Laura Leah, Barcelona. Um, yes. So Barcelona, known for its nightlife, known for its clubs. Um, and Leah and I were like... I would say clubs is very close to the discotheque when you say it like that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm being ironic continue. when I say it. Whereas I'm not sure that Fraser was entirely. So anyway. Right, right, right. Uh, and we were like... Yeah, one night we're gonna we're gonna go out. We're gonna we're we're gonna do the curb. Um, yeah, we're gonna do it. Can you say it once correctly, just so I know you can? The club. We we're gonna go to the okay, club. Okay, just so, double checking. So, for example, so we're at this very fancy dinner, like our one big fancy dinner of the trip, and we ask our waiter, who's young, to like give us some club recommendations. So he, you know, he does, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna write down the ones that like all the tourists go to. They really rip you off." I'm like, he's like, "These are these are ones that lots of people go to, but like, you know, you you wouldn't necessarily see on like a." list that uh, mm, of, like okay. the top five clubs in Barcelona but they're all great and everything so he writes them down it's like 12 15 at night at this point when he writes these down Leah and I leave at 12 45 like they were just waiting for us to leave so they could shut down the restaurant and so we get back to our it was in our hotel we get back to our room it's now 1 a.m and, and neither of us wants to be the one to say we're not going right yep so, I know this feeling so I'm, not at one but yes so I'm like okay, let's like drink a bottle of water and figure out which of these clubs we're going to go to. And Leah's like, I'm down. And I'm like, great. I was like, let's maybe look at the Google reviews for them to like see if there's any, you know, anything we need to stay away from or like whatever. And almost all of them are like, I got in line at 1.30 and was in by 2.45, which is great because it doesn't really get going till three. And I'm like, my God, three oh in the my morning. God. <laughs> and, um, I've learned that you have to pay. All of them have a cover. There's no like getting it without a cover. All of them, it's like 20 euros. You're going to have to stand in line for like an hour. There's a dress code mm-hmm. at all of them. I mean, we would have probably met the dress code, but still. And so I'm just reading all of these things a lot. I'm like looking up the travel time to them. I'm like, okay, this one's a 25 minute Uber ride. This one's this. And Leah's like, I'm, 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 I'll go if you go. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure that we both just slowly, without saying anything, put on our pajamas. <laughs> Like, like you look down, you're like, oh, oops, I thought this was my club clothes. Yeah, wow, anyway. how did this happen? <laughs> Kyle was really disappointed that we did not make it to a single club. Um, uh, was he there or was this just something he... No, this is something. So Kyle went to, I think both Kyle and Casey separately in college went to Barcelona on different trips and have fond memories of the club. And I'm like, that was 15 plus years ago, guys. So... Uh, yeah. 
Also, it's like hangovers I, hit differently in your 30s. I don't want to waste tomorrow a day in Spain on a hangover. So, yeah, no kidding. Um, I so the the big thing we want to get across is that the only person who and like Kenny's story is they realize Kenny's has never unpacked his office because he's he says he's so used to like getting fired and moved to a different job and all this stuff. Or, or then, I thought it was that as soon as he unpacked, he would get. He would get yeah, fired. he would get transferred yeah. yes. or fired. Yeah, so Zoe Deschanel like gets like they pawn her off on him to you know give a studio tour, and she starts giving him these ideas about like you should do all this stuff and you should you know which I did. Did we know he left his wife that, or was this that the was first the question I had? Is did we know that Kenny was separated? Right, because I, I don't remember, but I do. As soon as she started saying something, I was like, is he gonna make out with her? Like. Are they going to get together? And I was like, but he's married. That's kind of, and then it was they're separated or something, which I think this might have been the first time we've heard yeah. that. Um, and then we cut back to them and they're making out in the most comedic way possible. Yes. <laughs> where Kenny, you can tell Kenny hasn't had a whole lot of makeout scenes well, and as being, an actor. Being a stage actor, I'm not sure he's in a ton of plays that also have a lot of makeout scenes. So. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then like the next day, he's kind of like, oh yeah, we're going to do all this stuff. It's going to be great. I'm going to go to Vietnam with you. And she kind of, she's not mean, but she's definitely like letting him off. Like, this isn't what you think it is. Like, you know. Right. Right. Well, and so she's basically, she's been very, she's very encouraging to Kenny. Kenny's like, it's so cool that you're doing all these things. I haven't done any of those things. And she's like, look, you're separated from your wife. Do something for yourself. Go out there, broaden your horizon. Which, like, I think she really helped bolster his spirits a little and maybe showed him like, he doesn't need to just think within like, the boundaries of it that was life have been so far, but he then is like, ah, we have now made out. I should just travel with her. And yeah, like he's, he's codependent. Yes. And, and I get it when you're taking that first step outside of your comfort zone, you, you, you may want a buddy with you and right. But sometimes, you know, you got to be your own buddy. So, but he like, she leaves and he turns on Fraser's show. And that's when they have, when, Stu. Bradley Whitford called. Stu. Yeah, and he's talking about like he's talking about how his uh his girlfriend of five years wants they want she wants them to move in together, but he's like I don't want like I don't have her around all the time. I got to put stuff in the hamper and like, yeah. clean up after myself. And I'm 47, and Roz loses it on him. You know, and Roz kind of does this big monologue where she realizes like she's talking more about herself, and then she's like talking about the importance of like realizing where you are in life. And then it cuts back to Kenny and he starts unpacking. I, I just thought that was, this is where you realize like that they kind of underutilized Tom McGowan who plays Kenny because he can do so much with like stage yeah. direction. Like that's mm-hmm. so much of that is nonverbal and just him like the look on his face and just the very, like the way he handles his movements. And I was just like, wow, this is like hit me in the feels more than I was expecting. We have about six minutes for your heart out, but I just want to say real quick, there's also a B-plot about like how good Martin is at getting other people to do mm-hmm. chores for him, and it is amazing to watch and really funny. Yes. I. It's funny. As that plot line started, I was like, I can have, I can be, I have two frames of mind on this. I'm going to choose to not lean into one of them, which is, oh my God, you guys, divide up the labor in the house that Daphne used to do for you. Like, yes, yes, yes. Stopping yes. a line on a woman, but then I was like, Laurel? <laughs> Do not dwell on that. It also was this kind of like you see that it's not just Daphne. It's just everybody. And like for some reason, Martin's kind of letting Frazier in on this this world for a bit. Mm-hmm. I did really enjoy how he was like, I'm going to get him to make dinner for us. And 
Fraser's like, no, they're on their way out. And, and Martin's like, want to bet? I really enjoyed that. And he's like, oh, I'll yeah, just nuke it, it with good. some ketchup. You can't use your turkey recipe on sea bass. <laughs> on sea bass. Um, what do you rate this one? I, I think I also give this seven, um, probably seven turkey recipes. I give it six uh, old meat lockers, which is where Kenny was supposed to meet Zoe Deschanel, no, or where no. she he was. was looking for her at the warehouse party, and she was like, I was in the old meat locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he's like, I oh, I didn't look there. That is like one thing of my youth that I do not have in my youth. I did not go to a warehouse party, and I just keep thinking of that one in California that like it was like a warehouse that was like expanded with a bunch of like particle board and stuff, and then they got a fire in it, and a bunch of people died. So, sorry, that was a Debbie Downer, everybody, but... I went to one rave. Wow. Everybody else everybody else there had taken uh I guess it's called Molly now. I don't know. MDMA. I had yes, I had um decided I don't do that. So here's something that'll work. I'll have a bunch of vodka drinks. So while everybody else was on like drugs cut with stimulants i was falling asleep <laughs> in the corner because i was had been drinking a lot and it was like i'm like when's this thing in and everyone's like when the sun comes up and i'm like i'm gonna go sleep in the car oh my so that's what i did so that's the one time i went to a rave and they were like doing all the things they do that when i guess you're on like stimulating drugs you're like ooh, the lights yes. like they're giving me light shows and i'm just sitting there like imagine like if you were at a bar, you'd had a bunch of like screwdrivers and someone came up to you with like light rings mm-hmm. and went like, ooh, in your face. And you're like, what the hell is this? Yes. <laughs> I think I'd be like, oh, it was, stop. It was really like, I was like, oh, great, cool. Speaking of being around <laughs> people on drugs, I don't know how I was not high off of everything at ACL last weekend just by being around people who were high off of everything. Oh, right, like, right, right, It was yeah. rare that I took a breath where I did not smell cigarettes or pot. <laughs> Um, well, if you've got a good drug story, I don't know. This is a good warehouse um, party story. I, I, I would actually like to hear if anyone has like a warehouse party story, whether it's you were having a great time at the warehouse party or you were kind of like me or Kenny and kind of the odd man out at a warehouse or party. Or just a general like club, especially a Euro club story, you know, I'm here. Let me know what I missed out on in Barcelona um, that Leah kept well, me from going to because I was totally down. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, we are at Craniac. I'm screwed up. We are Craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at Craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, but wherever you find us, make sure you give us a five-star review, the highest review possible. Uh, if you want to give us a four-star or lower review, Laurel may have something you should do instead. Yes. So as you all know, I have Apple TV right now, uh, thanks to purchasing a new iPhone. Oh, right, right. So I've been making my way through some oh. recommendations. Thank you to everybody who's offered some. Do, something you want to share with the class, Ryan? I have it. Well, we got Peacock Premium, so no more commercials on Fraser. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Thank you for interrupting my story for that. Um, so I got Apple TV and I started watching Bad Sisters, which is um, starring and I think created by Sharon Horgan, who y'all may know from the Amazon Prime show Catastrophe, which she also wrote and starred in. Also starring Rob Delaney. Ryan's not giving me a look of acknowledgement, so I'm guessing he didn't watch it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know okay. that one. I'm, th- I'm thinking uh, about it. And she's become, she's created some other shows and stuff. I don't know that she starred in them. Anyway, this is, um, have you watched Bad Sisters on Apple TV? Mm-mm. Okay, so it is... Um, 
it's, it's a little bit of a murder mystery. I'm not going to give too much of it away. I can't give too much of it away at this point, but um, it's a story about five <laughs> sisters in a family. And at the very first episode, one of the sisters... Wait, it's called Two Sisters and it's a story about five sisters? It's called... Oh, Bad Sisters, Bad oh, Sisters. Bad Sisters. I don't know why for Can some reason. I guess when you said I thought this two. recommendation? <laughs> well, it is a two-person podcast, so I thought maybe... You've interrupted you know, if you to would... tell me about another premium streaming service you have. <laughs> Continue. So in the first episode, you find out that one of the sister's husbands has died and you come to find out that all of the other sisters hated him and that there's now kind of an inquiry into the manner of his death. You don't know how he's died or anything. And it kind of bounces the time jumps back and forth to before his death to why the sisters hate him to after his death and kind of trying to dodge his inquiry. So I've seen four episodes. It's a little unsettling. I can't really I realize I can't really watch more than one episode at once. I need to let a few days go by. But um bad sisters on apple tv if you are watching it right now uh let me know if you, I, I was only aware of it because a i kind of know what sharon horgan does and b i'd seen some tweets on twitter that were like in, in regards to the brother-in-law like honestly i wish i'd killed him at this point so he's like a wretched person so um anyway that's my recommendation is it british or it just has that one woman in it's it? set in ireland okay yeah because i don't know who any of these people are yeah, I don't. Uh, John John Joe O'Neill as Donald Flynn, the most Irish name as the most Irish name. <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. Good lord, Fergal Loftus. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> the ca- character of Fergal Loftus may be the most <laughs> one of the Irish name. I've ever one seen. of the daughters of one of the sisters. Her name is I, I can't quite. I think it's Blonid is how they pronounce it, but it's B L A N A I D. And they call and her name is Blonded. And I'm like, okay, that's a name I've truly never heard before. Fergal is one of my favorite like Irish names because it it just sounds like a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no like I, I think it sounds I, like a medical condition. Like, yeah, so he had Fergal of the liver. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, let us know if you check out Bad Sisters and uh, just to verify if there are two or in fact five sisters, let us know. But uh, until next time, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.